This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Toys R Us report recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. Like a pig says oink and a cat says meow, he rocks on the mic like only he know how. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots. And I'm not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week. And this week, I think it's going to get a lot less week. We got a we got a ton of fun stuff to talk about, including the Lego movie, which I saw. Thought it was awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this. whole bunch of stuff. I got a song. All right, here we go. Icebergs chillin, Emily's chillin. What more can I say? Top billing. I hold the microphone like a grudge. I'll be hold the record for the needle don't budge. I had a conversation cause when I invent I nominated my DJ for president When I'm seen out, people freestyle going steadily So pucker up and whistle my melody But whatever you do, don't miss one Cause there might not be another rough rhyme after this one You are listening to the Toys R Us report Get ready to set sail into an ocean of emotion I feel power My own Hey, this is me, Icy Robots, and we are we are down here in the hold of the ship. We're near, I think we're like, they keep the scuba tanks and stuff. I am not, I'm not exactly sure, but there are like some tanks and stuff. And I'm assuming there's scuba tanks. I don't know. I don't know how to scuba dive. Anyway, what you just heard was, of course, a takeoff in the great, the great Eric B. and Rockham classic tune. Ain't no joke. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Instant Kate and Iceberg for working on that. They... They got something going on, man. Those two are, uh, they're a devastating hip-hop pair. If you asked me, I would have to say that I think that Rakim is probably the greatest MC of all time. He had, he had a lyrical complexity that, uh, people did not have at the time. And still, still don't even have today. But if you asked me who would be, like, the best freestyle MC of all time, I think it would probably be, like, Keras one I... I am not up on all of, like, the dope MCs of today or whatever. So, if there is somebody who has surpassed the abilities of Rakim or surpassed the abilities of, um, Karis one I I would not know about it. But I I think that those two are probably, like, the best of all the times. I, 
I do kind of flip-flop on that from uh, from time to time, but uh, I don't know. I, I consistently feel like those are those are the two goats. Yeah, but what if you aren't all caught up in that boom-bap East Coast stuff? What if you like a West Coast-style MC? What then? Everybody, Iceberg 13. Iceberg, I don't know, man. A, a West Coast MC, in my opinion, they just, they can't, they can't hold a candle to these, these old school East Coast grace. That's like, I come from the West Coast, dude, so I'm not, I'm not biased in any way, but I, I just, in my opinion, these guys, they founded it, they are the best that there is. Opinions will differ on this. So what now? You're into, like, West Coast-style MCs? I do like a West Coast-style MC. Yeah, like, since when, dude? Since I started really listening to it, man. All right, dude, you're broadening your horizons, I get it. Who who do you like? I like Too Short. He is the best, if you ask me. Hold on, Too Short? Are you saying Too Short is the best MC from the West Coast, or are you saying he's, like, the greatest of all there is? I think he is the greatest of all that there is. Dude, Too Short being the greatest of all there is, is like, that's like thinking 89 Batman is the best Batman movie that there ever is. I mean, come on, dude. Why? Why do you think he's the best? Because he sounds so good when you are rolling. I like those pimp rhymes, homie. You like those pimp rhymes. Okay, dude. So what what do you like about him? Tell me, like, specifically. It makes me feel good about myself when he talks about how cool he is. I imagine that I am him. Yeah, yeah, I guess I feel you. Like, when I listen to, like, rock hymns, rhymes, or whatever, I I do sometimes kind of pretend like I'm him, that I'm, like, the illest MC of all time, just, like, smashing up on dudes. I I never got into that pimp vibe, though, dude. I, I don't know, man. I didn't, I didn't put myself in the shoes of a dude just, like, driving around in his car and saying bad things about ladies. I... I never saw you for that type, Iceberg. I don't really have any feelings about it because he is talking about female flesh bags. I do not care about them at all. If he were talking about robot females like Engineer Emily, it would be a different thing altogether. What? Dude, come on, man. We're we're all equal. I thought we're friends, man. I, I am all for robot equality, and I thought that you were well as well. Uh, I, I don't get it, man. Don't you think we're all equal? I, I don't know why you wouldn't be more aghast at him talking about human females than you would be about robotic females. No. We are obviously not equal. You are made of slimy flesh and I am made from a material approximating vibranium. My flesh isn't slimy, dude, and you're not made out of something like vibranium. I think that you're made out of, like, steel, like stainless steel or something. I don't know. What What do you, what do you think you're made of? Tell me about this material. It is very much like vibranium. Okay, tell me how it differs from vibranium. It is far more durable and far more expensive. Huh, that's cool. Uh, what is this mysterious material called, anyway? It's very rare. You probably have not heard of it. I know I haven't heard of it, dude. That's why I'm asking. What, what is it called? Don't pressure me. If you were meant to know, you would already know. What does that mean? It means that I don't have to answer your questions if I don't want to. No, you don't have to do anything you don't want to, but why don't you want to? 
I don't want to tell you because then you will know and you will tell all the other flesh bags and then they would all know and then you would all want it and at that point I would have to change shells because I won't dress like a commoner. You don't want to dress like a commoner. Dude, I get it. I I understand, but I don't I don't think anybody who isn't a robot is going to go out and buy a robotic shell. I I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it. Of course you don't see it. You have no sense of fashion. You wear that stupid work jumpsuit and beanie hat every day at work. What's up with that? Dudes, nothing is up with that. You're supposed to be wearing it too. It's just my uniform. It's your uniform? What kind of excuse is that? Show some gusto, you fool. At least wear a scarf or something so you stand out from the rest of the fools down here. Iceberg, man, I don't want to stand out from the rest of the fools down here. And on top of that, scarfs make my neck itch. I just, I like to lay low at work and just come in, do my thing, get going, and, uh, you know, at the end of the week, I go back up the tube, back, uh, back to the Earth base. Of course you don't, and that is why you will always be mediocre. Okay, uh, thanks, Iceberg. Everybody, Iceberg 13. What are you rushing me out of here? I am not saying anything that isn't true. How dare you play me off? Good day. Iceberg, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. You didn't have to stomp off. Let's see, what's next? Oh, we're going to move into the, uh, the next seg of the show. It's about, it's about the Lego movie. We called it, uh, At the Movies. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that Joe Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something new. Today's forecast, 100% chance of awesome! That beat is pretty fresh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glittery! This song has, like, zero effect on me. You're dancing. Uh, don't look at me. You can do this. Don't mess this up. I messed it up. I messed it up. I'm slipping. No. This is my nightmare. The Lego Movie 2. Rated PG. You can experience it in IMAX. The Lego Movie franchise has a place near and dear to my heart. When we saw the first Lego Movie, we were... We were in Lake Tahoe taking a taking a nice uh, sabbatical for the the old wife's birthday. I I kind of gotta I gotta preface this with a bit of like history on what Lake Tahoe represents. When I was a youth coming up in a uh, Ringgit Valley up there in uh, good old Santa Rosa, the the more upper crust kids would get to go to Lake Tahoe every every winter break over Christmas to like. They would get to go ski and do all that stuff. And my family, we came from Illinois, and in in Illinois, it snows for real. So they were not like, they were not like the type who would ever have any interest in vacationing in a, in a frozen tundra like Lake Tahoe. So I hardly ever got to go there. We would go every once in a while. More often than not, we would go to Reno, but... Lake Tahoe was like, it was like outside my grasp. This was where, this was where the more upper crust families would go. They would go on ski trips and they would do all this fun stuff. But I was, I was always a bit jealous and I, I do now go to Lake Tahoe. I don't ski, I don't snowboard, I don't do any of that stuff. I just, I just like goof around and throw snowballs and like 
sled and stuff. But every time I go, it it really feels to me like I've made it. I've made it in life. I am where I always wanted to be as a as a young sprat. So anyhow, we were on we were on one of our uh, trips up to Tahoe, and you know you play around and you sled and you do all that stuff during the day, but then. Then nighttime comes. If you're an adult, you will go over to the you'll go to the casinos and do all kinds of stuff like that. But we we were on like a family outing, and one of the like only things to do in Lake Tahoe, aside from aside from the casinos, like I said, is they have they have a movie theater there. So we decided to go check out the the movie that was playing. It's a it's a small one. It's only like a couple screens, and we. We decided to go check it out, and the movie that they were playing was the Lego movie. This wasn't something that was really on our radar as anything that we would be excited to see. It was a movie about toys, and while I do like toys, movies about toys don't always end up to be fantastic. So it wasn't, it wasn't like directly on our radar to see, but we decided, what the heck, let's go check it out. We were, we were there enjoying the, the fun, so we might as well try to try to keep enjoying it, so we saw the movie, and I thought it was absolutely dynamite, I could not believe how good that it was, it played on a lot of, like, tropes of Legos, it had some neat music, a lot of neat characters, you got to see, you got to see, like, this combined universe, because Lego seemingly has every license that there is, so you got, like, Lego dudes, and you got Batman, and you got you got all kinds of stuff. It was really, really a terrific movie, and we had an extra terrific time seeing it because we were on vacation at the time. And then, this is on a side note, they spun the Lego movie off into a Lego Batman movie, which was also terrific. It was, it was one of the best Batman movies there has ever been. It is, it is far and away better than Batman 89. It's probably better than The Dark Knight Rises. I, I don't want to give this away. I plan on doing a top five Batman movies of all the times eventually. I I shan't give any of this away. At any rate, it spun that off, and that was that was dynamite. So it kept the it kept the love for the Lego franchise in in our hearts. So when I saw they were gonna make a number two, which was it was inevitable. The first one was so incredibly successful that there was there was absolutely no chance that they weren't gonna go back into this universe. I I was looking forward to it, and we were there opening weekends. This was one of the, this was one of the rare movies that I buy my tickets for in advance. I, I will often just show up and take whatever's there, but I, I know sometimes if it's like a Marvel movie, or anything like that has a lot of appeal to kids and families, you gotta, you gotta get your ticket ahead of time. So we did that, and we, we were pretty satisfied. This was a fun movie overall. We actually had tickets for it in the theater. They have one theater that they they hype as a super awesome experience where I think they call it like ultra definition sound or something. I don't know. It's it's supposed to have much better sound than the normal theater. I I myself I did not notice that much difference. It may be that the sound design in the Lego movie part 2 isn't as as up to snuff as something like a Force Awakens or whatever, but I, I do, um, I do think this was a very, very high quality film, I enjoy the way that they, I like how they play off the tropes of what it is to play with toys, the, the movie will always, a Lego movie leads you down a path, it has a it has, you know, the hero's journey or whatever, and in the end, you'll find out that it somehow is related to the game, that the 
the real life kid that owns the Legos is playing. And I, I like that. It's kind of like a mystery. As it goes along, you, you try to unfold what they're saying and try to figure out what, what is actually happening out in the, out in the real world. For example, in the, in the first one, you learn that all of the, all of the Lego characters are. And this is a spoiler. If you don't want to know a spoiler to a movie that came out like many moons ago, please skip ahead a couple minutes. I, one, two, three, four, five, here I go. You discover that all the, all the Lego characters are existing in a world in which Will Ferrell is a, he is like a full-grown adult Lego, Lego purist. He, he actually super glues his Lego pieces together and you find that they're fighting against freedom, fighting for freedom against the super glue. In this movie and this being the second Lego movie, it has a, it has a darker slant. This would be like the Empire Strikes Back of the Lego movie universe. In this one, the the happy-go-lucky world of the Legos, where everything is awesome, everybody's happy, are invaded by aliens from the planet Duplon. And these, these Duplos destroy anything that gets built, and it's knocked, it's knocked the entire Lego world into Armageddon. It is... It is the Lego apocalypse. It's a very, very dark, very brooding, but in a childlike fun way movie. I, I like to see the, um, the various ways that they adapted things from different, different post-apocalyptic movies into, into a Lego format. They, they have all kinds of wacky contraptions like Mad Max Fury Road. It's, it's pretty fun and everything Everything seems to be going awry. Everything is going bad when all of a sudden you're introduced to a new character, Rex Danger Vest. Let's uh let's take a sec and listen to a clip from a good old Rex Danger Vest. We'll find some answers this way. Where's Cobra? Rocky? Wait! Ripley! Connor! The other one! You let them take advantage of that big, beautiful heart of yours. <laughs> Bust through, Emmett. You can do it. Oh! Hey, I did it. Nice work. Yeah, but they're still coming. <laughs> no biggie. Watch this. have noticed in listening to that bit that Rex Danger Vest is played by Chris Pratt. The movie also makes some interesting statements about the about the career of Chris Pratt. When you're when you're first introduced to Rex Danger Vest, who is like uh, you know all all Lego dudes essentially look alike with different accoutrements on. He is he is Emmett, who is um, of course Chris Pratt's character. He is Emmett, but with but with stubble and like a cooler haircut and a different vest. Emmett, you know, wears a safety vest. He's a he's a construction worker. But then in introducing himself, Rex Danger Vest talks about his about his various careers as a cowboy, Magnificent Seven, 
as a superhero, Guardians of the Galaxy, as a dinosaur wrangler, you know, Jurassic Park. And now he talks about how his how his features are chiseled once they once they were exposed from a uh, serious removal of a uh, baby fat through working out and such. And while Rex is working with Emmett and he is on the side of the good, he's also he's also very brash. He's also very cocky, and he's not like. He's not like the nicest guy in the world. I I think that we all know that Fat Pratt is the better of the Chris Pratts. The Fat Pratt that you got in Everwood, that you got in Parks and Rec, that you got in to a degree movies like Moneyball. He he seems like a more genuine person than the than the super buffed Pratt that you get in some of his some of his later movies, not that Chris Pratt is not a delight, because he is absolutely a delight, but there is, there is always something off-putting about somebody who loses a lot of weight and then become, then becomes a heartthrob. There, there's just something weird about it, man. You should, you should just be happy while you are, and I'm not saying you shouldn't strive to be as healthy as you can be, because that is a, that's in a very important factor in life, but um, doing it not because of health, but because of beauty shows. It shows kind of, kind of vanity and such. And we all know, while we all are vain people and we are all full of ourselves, we all do know that vanity is not the, it's not the most important trait. And while I said Chris Pratt is a delight, he does, he does seem a bit more vain. He left his wife. He, he did all sorts of stuff. I don't know. And I think that it's, it's kind of cool in the way that they. That they kind of play off these feelings that we all kind of, we all kind of have deep in our heart about Chris Pratt. And I don't want anybody to take this as me saying Chris Pratt is anything but a wonderful person because I see he does tons of charity work. He seems like a very nice guy. I've never heard, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him. So don't, don't think that I am saying, I'm just, I'm pointing off it's a bit off-putting when I'm in her vein. I guess that is, I guess what I'm saying, I'm not even saying Chris Pratt's vain. He did it all for money. I get, you know, he didn't. He didn't get buffed so he could look at himself in the mirror and flex. He did it so he could make super popular franchise movies, which is which is kind of weird too when you see the the dude who seems very much like a real life Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec turning out to be turning out to be Star Lord. It's it's a bit weird, but um I I just appreciated how the the movie played at that. There there is like a central storyline where they they eventually try to marry the Duplons off to the Lego people and the and the one going down the aisle taking the nuptial plunge is is Batman and the the queen of the Duplons is played by a uh, comedian Tiffany Haddish and they they have like an odd chemistry but it's it's fun. I guess Will Arnett as Batman kind of has odd chemistry with with everyone, but seeing the the two of them together doing these, they have a song that's a lot of fun. That was that was really cool. Overall, I would say that I completely enjoyed this movie. It was it was a lot of fun. There were some neat songs. The story was the story was good enough to definitely keep your attention the whole time. Let's see let's see what they say about this guy over. Over on Tomatoes, I already booted it up. If you're wondering why you didn't hear the the login noise, I was already logged in. On the on the tomato meter, the critics have it at 85%, and the audience has it at 79%, meaning 7.9 out of every 10 people who go see it like it. That's that's pretty good, man. If you can raise a percentage like that of uh, people enjoying your stuff, you're doing you're doing all right. The movie runs for 90 minutes. I 
I do feel like it did play a bit too long, but not not too long. It stars Chris Pratt, the famous Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks' wild style, Will Arnett, the the amazing Batman performer Tiffany Haddish, Stephanie uh, Beatrice, Allison Brie is Unikitty. I I liked it. I thought the movie was a lot of fun. So, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to give the Lego Movie Part 2 a solid 3.5 3. 5 5 mics. Mike. 3.5 mics. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me, and we are back for the final segment of the show. This is the one where I talk about maybe like something I bought or something I did or something I read. I don't, I don't know how it differs from any of the other segments on the show because they're all about me and stuff I did. But um, this is the one that's a bit, a bit more free form. We're gonna start off with I put out the call for text messages the other day, and we're gonna, we're gonna read a few of those. We're gonna do a little bit about this. We're gonna do a bit about that. It's gonna be fun. Let's see. If you want to reach out to us, if you want to connect with the show, if you wanna you wanna send out a voicemail, a text message, or whatever, the the way that you can do it is via a phone. It is 707-532 Jams 707-532-5267. You can either send in a text or you can send in a voicemail. It's all good in the hood. Either way, we will get it. Let's see. The first one we got on the docket is from MRK. Is that Mark? I I don't know. What's up, Mizark? Our dude Mark, he wants to know, and this is a good question. He says, hey, I've never heard you talk about this. Did you ever skateboard? Sadly, no, I, I did not. That's, that's not true. I have been up on a skateboard, but I... I lack the requisite balance and courage that it takes to skateboard. I've given it a try. I can skateboard straight. I can do, like, I can use it as a mode of transportation if I had to. Like, I could skate down the street and I can turn and stuff. But if I, if I ran into any rough terrain, I would definitely be in danger. I, I just don't have that natural sense of balance that is required for Required to be a skater, dude. Also, I don't like to fall down. I don't like to fall on uh, the concrete. So, if you're going to be a skater, dude, you have to be willing to do that. And I I never was. I've always been into bikes. I like bikes better. I can't necessarily, like, do any bike tricks or whatever. But I've always been, I've always been a dude on a bike as opposed to a dude on a skateboard. I've had, I've had skateboard friends in the past. I've had friends that are really good, uh really good on the, uh, the sidewalk or whatever, and I would be in situations a lot where, like, I'd be towing dudes on skateboards, like, dudes would be grabbing to the underside of my seat or onto the fender or wherever they grab, and I'd, I'd be towing them along on my bike. That, that was something I actually recall doing quite a bit. I, I know I did that more than, let's say, have dudes ride on my handlebars. I've done that too, but... I was never super cool on that. The 
the effort it takes to like pedal two dudes is it's a lot and the the fool on your handlebar like blocks your vision dudes just it's just not safe but nah I've never been like a skater dude. I have enough respect, ultimate respect for dudes who can skate. The the athleticism that's required and the the determination to keep getting up and keep trying to do it. It's it's definitely a laudable skill. I I got a lot of respect for skaters. Let's see what the next one we got up here. Let me um uh, look see. This is from pal of the show and recent patron Engineer Nerd, he says, simply, we need an 89 Batman Mego. Dude, you are obsessed with 89 Batman. But I I did a bit of looking into this, and I found that Figures Toy Company did a, they did a figure with Excelsior Toys that is, that is very much like a Batman 89. It's the Batman in the black suit with the, with the yellow and black logo. He is a lot like, is that... Is that the Playmate Batman? The the one that has the the gold card? I would say more than being a 89 Batman, he is a figure, an 8-inch figure of that that smaller figure from the 90s. But it is it is very much like an 89 Batman Mego. It is not available on the on the figures toy company website right now, but I I did a bit of poking around and I found a chap on eBay who has he has three lots available of one, two, three, four, five, six different figures toy company figures. They are, they're from packaged, um, damaged packaged, uh, lots. And in this lot, you get Joker, Catwoman, the Michelle Pfeiffer. You get the, you get the traditional Harley Quinn with the, with the jester suit. You get, you get some villain. I am not sure who it is. It may be, it may be like a Catwoman, I do not know. But you also get two of these 89 Batman Migos, and these are only $49.95 with, with free shipping. I I am really considering looking into this. Oh, this is maybe Excelsior Toys. The seller is known as Excelsior Auctions. Let's let's look and see what else they have. They presently have 2,000 positives and no negatives. All they're selling is this lot of, uh, damaged package one. But this is, this is a great deal. You get the, you get the Batman, the Joker, the Catwoman, and the Harley Quinn, all for 50 bucks shipped. These normally cost, like, 26 bucks plus shipping each. And I like the quality of the figures toy company, the FTCs. I think they're, I think they're better than the Migos, but they also, they also cost, like, twice as much. But, um, there you go. There you go, my dude, Engineer Nerd. I think that's as close as we're gonna get to one right now. But it's it's pretty pretty near and dear to what the character actually looked like. I feel like if they came out with an official one, it would not be that far off from this. Let's let's see what else we got. We got a uh, we got two more right now. Let me see. This one is from this is from ATC. What's with? What's with all the initials? You guys are so, so mysterious. Anywho, it says simply, watching CW? Yeah, I'm watching CW. I assume you mean the, uh, CW Berlantiverse superhero shows. I, I'm in The Flash. I don't think this season is great. The villain Cicada, I don't think he's that awesome. But I, I still enjoy the show. I'm not watching Arrow. I, I find that one's just not really to my taste. It's too dark. It's too grim. I, I prefer more like the Flash or the uh, Legends. I, 
I'm really into the Legends. This year, I think it's been a lot of fun. The addition of John Constantine to the to the team has been great. I, I'm i not watching Black Lightning. I did like Season 1, but the fact that it's not connected to the to the Berlanti verse at large kind of kind of turned me off and there's there's just so many shows in the world. I I'm also watching Riverdale. I'm a giant Archie fan. I don't know. I don't know if it's been a while since we we've, we've talked Archie, but I I'm watching Riverdale. I think it's fun. It is it is absolutely ludicrous, but it is it is a ton of fun. It has a very attractive cast. All kinds of wacky things happen. I I'm still into the CW. I just haven't been I haven't, like, had my socks knocked off to the point where I I want to, like, I want to get down and talk about it. I did really enjoy the crossover event this year. It is it is going to be a precursor to a much larger crisis on the on Infinite Earths. They, they showed you the monitor. The monitor, the character who, uh, he's the big guy in the crisis on Infinite Earths. I assume that you guys all know about this, uh, gigantic... 80s comic book event. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you know about a gigantic 80s comic book event? But um, they're gonna do that next year as the big crossover. So I'm, I'm looking for that. I never, not never, ever thought I would see the day where the Crisis on Infinite Earths would be a giant TV crossover event. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be interesting because in the Crisis, and this is known, the Flash and Supergirl both die, and these are both characters that exist in the CW universe so i don't know it's gonna be exciting thank you for the message and now for our final one we have a uh we have a voice message let's uh let's hear it hey i see robot it's uh joe nobody with another question i was i was curious you don't talk about comedians all that much but i was curious what would be your top five comedians uh curious about the answer um just drive around in, in this weather we're having huh lots of rain Anyway, uh, thanks. Have a good day. Bye. Joe, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate that. You're a true, true man of the people. Dude, this weather is something. It's like, it's been like 30 degrees and it's raining. It's raining like crazy when I'm up there on the earth base in good old Santa Rosa. We, we all live in California so we can have freezing nights and, uh, there's been like snow. You can see snow up on the, uh, mountains when you're, when you're heading out of, uh, out of Santa Rosa. It's crazy. Anyhow, I, I like a comedy, but I, I don't particularly follow, like, like, stand-up comedy. I don't know why. I absolutely have nothing against it, and I, I enjoy, like, whenever I, whenever I see a good comic on TV, but I, I have fallen off. I think the last comedy I watched was one of um, Dave Chappelle's Netflix specials. I I like Dave Chappelle. I go for the, I go for the more, I guess they would be considered like old school comics at this point. The, uh, the Jerry Seinfelds, the Colin Quinns, the Norm uh, McDonald types. The only time I've ever seen comedy in my life was like eons and eons and eons ago. My aunt gave me, she gave me tickets to see Dana Carvey. At the uh, Luther Burbank Center. This this was back at the peak of his like his like church lady and all that stuff. That is like literally the only time I've ever gone to see comedy. I don't know why. I do kind of know why. I don't know how I would react if I was at like a comedy show and the dude like threw it to me or he started like 
he started like poking fun at me. So I, I choose to go because the idea of having that happen seems like, seems like something I would not be able to handle. Let's, uh, let's see. What would my top five comedians? This is, this is going to be tough because I, you know, I want to, I want to spit them in order, but, um, let's, let's see. Number five would probably be like George Carlin. I was, I was crazily into, uh, Carlin back when I was, back when I was younger and he had the, he had like the HBO specials and all that. Then let's see. How about Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Norm Macdonald, and my favorite is probably Colin Quinn. I don't know. There's something about the about the way he delivers a phrase that I that I think is really funny. But that could all be in a different order at at any given time. I was not given proper time to like formulate this. That's that's an interesting idea. Top five comedians. I should have. I should have saved this one and then slept on it and got a whole episode out of it. Good idea. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in, Joe. You know what I do like a lot is hearing comedians talk about, about comedy. I like, uh, I like podcasts where comedians talk about the process. I, I, like, the, the science behind a joke is very interesting to me. Like, what, what people find funny and what causes them to laugh. I think that is, I think that's a very interesting topic. I like comedians in cars getting coffee with, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I, I dig how they, they just sit down, they get coffee, and they talk about, they talk about what's funny and what makes things funny. That is, that is something that is of great interest to me. I think that, I think that at this point in my life, I actually like... Just hearing comedians talk about being comedians more than I like seeing comedians being comedians. I don't know. That's that's interesting, but I do think that is also something that people really do enjoy enjoy hearing about because there's like a million podcasts with comedians talking to each other and there's like all sorts of different shows where dudes talk about the process. Joe, thanks again. You're a real gem. I appreciate you being a patron. I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing the links and reaching out and all that good stuff. Good question. Good question this week. Before we move on, we uh we got a federally mandated FCC mandated PSA. They they send one of these to me like just about every week, not last week. I don't know, maybe it got lost in the mail, but they send one to me like every week and they they demand I play it. So here we go. It's one of those days when everything goes wrong. Adopt your own good friend today. <laughs> that was that was a good one. That one is something that is near and dear to my heart. I I have gotten every dog that I've ever had in my life from the from the shelter. Well, Dr. Jones is the exception, but she was found she was found living in the dump all by herself. She she came from Trash Island and we brought her home. So I, I myself am kind of opposed to the practice of buying designer dogs. I think there are, there are so many dope dogs out there at shelters that need you. You need them too, man. If you don't have a dog, get a dog in your life. They, they give you so much. Let's see what else is going on. There is, there is movement in the direction to bring Toys R Us back, I guess, I guess some of the executives there are reforming the company. They are going to call it TRU Kids, and they own the rights to 
to Toys R Us and Babies R Us and all of the all of the toy brands that were under the bigger Toys R Us umbrella. I I don't know. I have all but given up hope for any sort of a toy store in my life. I I guess I figured that at some point somebody was going to step in and fill the large gap that was that was left in TRU, but I I kind of saw it as maybe there'd be like an expanded Target or an expanded Walmart toy store, but I I don't know. I had heard rumors that they had been doing safety inspections at some of the properties that TRU still owns. So, I don't know. Maybe they will come back. I I don't want to put all my hope out there. You know, I don't want to get all my all my hopes smashed. I I don't think that we will ever see a Toys R Us at the Santa Rosa location that we had before. But there isn't anything in there and there isn't even signs on the building that say that it's for rent. And I was I was over in that shopping center the other week and I decided to I decided to like stick my head over there and see what's what and it still looks like Toys R Us inside. Sure, it was a spirit holiday store at one point, but they they still have a lot of the TRU signage and the TRU uh, layout. So I I don't know. I don't know anything. I I would like it if Toys R Us came back, but like I said, I can't I can't hold out hope because it's just it seems like such a pipe dream at this point. It seems like something that we would all love, but. There is a giant gap that's going to be filled, so who knows? Maybe, maybe there is hope. What else is going on? I, I was actually able to snag the Migo Muhammad Ali online. I saw it on Target. I grabbed it. It's, it's on its way here. So I'll, I'll have a uh, review of that next week. Next week, next week, I think we're still going to be on the abbreviated show schedule. I. I'm going to be upfront with you guys. I I lost a day of the week as far as the days that I had available to work on the show down here. I I have been reassigned on one of my days and I have lost this day and I'm I'm still I'm still like struggling trying to find the the time to do like the the full length show. Hopefully we'll get back there soon, but I don't think that these shorter shows are bad or anything. Sure, there isn't a big feature or anything, but it was a uh, Recently brought to my attention by a show patron, Javier, that the the more popular podcasts tend to be on the on the shorter side. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's what it's going to take for us to become the most popular uh, show in the world. I think I think what it's actually going to take is if each of you guys out there would share this, share the show with somebody that you know who might like what we do here. Share it on your Facebook, share it on your tweets, share it on Pinterest. Just uh, just tell somebody that you know that you like this show. That's probably the best thing that you can do for us. You could also, you could also hop on over to supportthereport.com and join up with our Patreon, like, uh, like recently a uh, cool guy, Engineer Nerd, did. It's it's an awesome way to show us that you appreciate us and that you love what we do down here. Plus, you get a ton of exclusive patron content. There's like there's like a zillion shows already over there. This this episode drops on Wednesday. On the Monday after that, we're going to have an all-exclusive, all-fun patron episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. This one, 
This one will focus on a Spider-Man character that goes of the name, goes by the name, rather, of the Black Cat. The Black Cat has long been a favorite of mine. We're gonna, we're gonna delve into her, see what, uh, motivates her into, into being a sneak thief or whatever. We're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun. So that'll be available the Monday after this on supportthereport.com. If you are interested in that, you can get down for as little as a dollar a month. Look, man, every, every little bit helps. They really, they really do, man. It lets me, lets me know you love me and that, that makes me, uh, that makes me feel good. We're gonna get out of here. I think, I think that I, when I saw Emily, she mentioned that they're gonna, they're gonna try to get AB on the show next week so we can, we can find out a bit more about what this, uh, what this TV project that him and, um, J5 have, uh, cooked up. I, I don't know. I'm a little interested, man. These guys always have all sorts of wacky shenanigans going on, so we'll find out a bit about that. We'll, We'll try to talk to him about Johnny Coins. We'll see how that all ended up. I heard, I heard he took the money that he made in J Coins and invested it in a Saudi Arabian real estate. I, I don't know if this is actually true or not. It's just, uh, it's what I read on the, on the internet. So, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for Engineer Emily, for Iceberg. Thanks for being on the show, Iceberg. Thanks for everybody who tweeted in. Thanks for everybody who texted. Thanks for the voicemails. Thanks for all that stuff. So, until next time, if you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, Please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40. Signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California.